This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to yet another preview episode of Green and White, brought to you by Argyle Life. The Green Army head up to Elland Road as Leeds United, Leeds United, as Leeds United host Plymouth Argyle in the fourth round of the FA Cup. The fourth round of the FA Cup isn't for everyone. Um, ben, let's start with you. How, how do you see this one going? Nice, easy, open-ended question. Um, depends which team both managers pick, doesn't it? You imagine Leeds, their second string team is probably even higher above our second string team than their first string team is above our first string team. Um, that's the embarrassment of their riches. Um, I think it's a really good opportunity, though, for Foster to blood um, some of the new, whether um, um, everyone, you know, there's some cup-tied players, whether everyone will be fit enough who's come in. I know there's um, some some concern over some of the players' fitness. Um, I don't know, but he, it certainly also gives him an opportunity to run an eye over in a competitive game some of the players he maybe hasn't got tape on um in his squad how do i see it going sadly i think it's going to be a leeds victory i can't see anything but however it would be a real statement um if if i could get something um i was really looking forward to taking the kids up uh for this but they decided that an entire day in the car with me wasn't quite on there yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, I think anybody who's listening <laughs> to me on the pod for for talk for monologue for more than ten minutes will understand why they've come to that conclusion. Um, so they're gonna have to wait till Stoke in the league for their first away game. Um, but yeah, I was quite gutted because I thought uh, Leeds probably got a pr- pretty good atmosphere for a cup game, whereas you know I could imagine going to a bunch of other teams, and and hopefully that might get you know get get behind the team a little bit, encourage the you know some of the the players who might be put into play for the manager to show what they've got, you know, in, in a big atmosphere in a big stadium, it might just light a fire under some of them. We might, we might go and nick a result, but I think everyone would, would prefer to, for Foster to use it and come away from it and say, yeah, we lost, but I've seen some really encouraging things. I've learned a lot of things about my players than to come away sort of, you know, winning three nil, but Morgan Whitaker's pulled his hamstring and, you know, that sort of thing. So, uh, I think it's come at a time in the season where it'll be useful for the manager as a as a window into his team rather than 
we want to go on a run. But that said, you know, another extra what was 120 grand uh, wouldn't go amiss um, in the kitty for next summer. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see us getting anything from it, but it'd certainly be an interesting game to see what side um, Foster puts out. Um, and it'll certainly be, I'll certainly be trying to see as much of it as I can. I don't know if it's on any um, broadcast or not, but. I think it'll be a really interesting watch to see what we can learn from it, what we can glean from the selection and the tactics on the day. Yeah, I think that 120 grand or whatever it is would would do nicely in the coffers of uh, El Etifak that would pay for Foster's release. I think I don't know they've not been in the media recently about any any tax based, um, you know, players leaving them under a, under a cloud. Um, <laughs> don't know where I'm going with that. Um, Sam, obviously on the draw itself, then. Just how much more exciting would this have been, you know, had we drawn them away any time in the last five, ten years as to, to now? Um, it would have been much more exciting for sure because Ellen Road is a ground that barely any of our fans have done. Um, Leeds is a, is a, is a very um, daunting experience, I think, to go to as a visiting fan. It's one of the loudest home crowds you'll ever hear which kind of leads me on to my, my point looking ahead of the game, really. But yeah, it, it would have been a much, which I'll come to come to in a minute, but to answer the question, it would have been a much better draw. Uh, we've had a shadow of a doubt if um, if, if we hadn't have played there already this season. Um, I think, obviously, just the fact that we've been there so recently, not even just this season, but, but so recently, within a two-and-a-half-month span, um, will we'll put a lot of people off going who may otherwise would have gone and, and, and would have found it really exciting. But on the plus side... Um, and I think there is a plus line, revenue. Um, Leeds will sell out because they sell out pretty much every every game, home cup, whatever. And their pricing tickets are quite a reasonable price. So actually, when we talk about getting a big money-spinning Premier League away game, this is far more of a money-spinner for revenue than Fulham, Crystal Palace, Wolves, Bournemouth, anyone like that would have been. It, we, just, we just don't necessarily see it that way because it's a team in the same league as us. But they're going to pack out the ground and it is going to be a money spin up in, in that sense. We're going to get a good chunk of revenue from the game. Um, as to how I see the game going, I think um, if I remember rightly, Joe and John and some others mocked me on the pre-Leeds podcast in the FA Cup game, sorry, in the, in the league game, beg your pardon, um, about me being too effusive of their team. And I have to say, I am now a, li- now a little less effusive of their team, having seen a bit more of them on highlights and even on full games. Not because I don't think they've got quality, I think they've got incredible quality. I think Crescenzi of Somerville, for me, is the best player in the league. Um, and I think Dan James isn't far behind him. Uh, and probably Glenn Kamara, Rampadu, um, Rodon are, are all um, are all among the better players for their position in the league as well. Um, where I'm a little bit less high on them as a real promotion candidate than I was, is that quite erratic, quite inconsistent. They certainly away from home, lose and draw games they should be winning just because they can't quite get the finishing touch together or or they just make you know, the odd sloppy error at the back. So I think that's where a well-drilled Foster team could exploit them. We can sit deep, we can frustrate them, we can hit them on the break and target their defensive weaknesses. Um, they also, and I think this point hasn't really been picked up on by our fan base, we come right in the middle of an incredibly dense run of fixtures for them. They played today, Sunday times recording. They beat Preston 2-1 in a very hard-fought game. Wait. They got a late winner. Yeah, exactly. They got a late winner from the penalty spot in that game. They're going to be playing on Wednesday night 
which you will have already heard initially because it's coming out on Friday, but they're going to be playing on Wednesday night um, against Norwich. You know, I think what, it must be a real... What scoring that one, Sam? Uh, they, they won 2-0, I think, or something, because okay. Norwich are rubbish and, and everyone associated with them should <laughs> stop interrupting me. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, yes, uh, any, anyway, um, they're just obviously the game on Sunday, the game on Wednesday, playing us on Saturday, and then even then, they are the Friday night game the weekend after. They're playing Bristol City away the Friday night um, when league fixtures return. So we are smack bang in the middle of a very dense run of fixtures for Leeds United. Um, and I think if they're going to rotate for any game, it's, if they're going to if they're going to say to Dan James, Crescenzio, Somerville, um, Ethan Ampadu, right lads, we need you for the promotion push, have a game off. It's going to be this one. This is not going to be your first choice Leeds United 11. And look, let's be clear. A rotated Leeds United eleven is still not to be sniffed at, you know. Players like Jaden Anthony could come in. Um, Joel Pirro, who's been dropped to the bench for the last few, could come in. Um, you know, th- th- we can't, you know, we can't write them off just because they rotate. But it's a fact that it could play in our favour. They're not great in the cup. They never have been under pretty much any manager. Um, I think a well-drilled Ian Foster team against a strong but weakened Le- Leeds eleven. It's capable of getting something. And I just feel, um, and then if Joe was still here, he'd be tightening his head at me for putting a negative on it. I feel there's a bit of a sod's law aspect to it. I feel that after saying so long about when is the away win going to come, we're so cursed, we're never going to win away. When it finally does come, it only being in a cup game. I feel that's one of those sort of sod's law things that's, in, that's destined to happen. That the game that finally ends the, the winless away run will be kind of meaningless and I just feel that because it's so sod's law that's what I think is going to happen so I've said it for Ipswich I've said it for Cardiff I'm going to say it again for the third time this is going to be the game when the first away win comes and if I and you know what if it doesn't if it doesn't come at Leeds I'm just going to give up saying it because I said it twice in my slight defence those are the two away games we should have won I don't think anyone can argue that Ipswich, Ipswich we had two very unlucky injuries and one shocking refereeing decision uh, and Cardiff we were the better team and we just let down by Matt Butcher passing the ball into his own net for some reason so those are the, those are the two games that we've come closest to winning for sure so third time lucky we're going to do it we're going to win at Leeds that's my prediction I'll give you lot credit you are absolutely fantastic at answering every question I've got like genuinely Sam you managed to tick off every single one there about rotation who plays who plays for Leeds with season they're hard to break down and say the line that we're going to win at Leeds and you've managed to do that all in one answer Ben I was going to say that that must be like the that was the perfect Sam like monologue that was like no. I was like that is that is like the quintessential Sam monologue and then for you to come in and say you've answered all your points just makes it even more so but like, yeah he actually genuinely has so like the first time ever you've ticked off everything uh Ben that means Sam's already answered it John John previously called Glenn Kamara one of the best players he's ever seen at championship level uh do you think we'll see him on Saturday how much rotation do you expect from the host so obviously Sam said a lot but the, the, what sort of lineup are you expecting or, or yeah, is that more a question for a Leeds fan? No, I think that there's so many household names in their second string that, um, and you forget as well that a bunch of these guys come off after you know when they're winning, and unfortunately, not unfortunately, but unfortunately for them, they, that sometimes isn't 
always the case. They've not been able to sort of see out games if they've dominated games like the Preston game that we're talking about has happened at the on the time at the time of recording. They should have seen that out and could have rested players. Um, but a lot of these guys will go off if they're sort of two, three, four up, you know. So so it's potentially you'll see either a, a relatively de- decent side start, and then once they've sort of put a few past us very early, bring on some some of the second string, which aren't much of a downgrade and can probably all get into our squad, if not our starting eleven. Or they'll start with them and then if they need to bring on some of the bigger guns if they're if they're concerned about the cup or they might want to be done with the cup run and concentrate on the run in for the uh, for the league and, and for the automatic. So it's potential they might I'm not gonna say they're gonna throw it because no professional sportsman ever considers such a thing unless, you know, they've got a bit of a twisted mind i think you know you you want to win every game you're involved in but it could well be we see more rotation than we might expect now you know like you mentioned some of the uh kamara um you know i I think there's a lot of players who who quite happily play like in the engine room could quite happily play every minute of every ampadu is one to me who he just seems to go and go and go um and he doesn't seem to necessarily need to run himself into the ground because they tend to be in control of most games. So we might see some of those guys get a rest because they don't any other time. Um, you know, if, if you want specific names, then yeah, you will have to speak to a Leeds fan. But I might. It really is um, a situation. We well, it wouldn't surprise me if we see like a real sort of youth team. You know, people we haven't seen all season come out and play and just be and be like, look, it's Plymouth in the cup. Go and make a name for yourself. You know they've got some wonderful youth pro- projects and prospects on their books. You know Gray's coming. Was he seventeen? Ridiculous talent. You know they've got. The, you know, he's seventeen. Got... He plays like he's about 27, 28 A lot of the time, he's a fantastic talent. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, probably the biggest sort of um, you know um, prospect in in the championship, if not the country. Um, so you know they've got plenty that can come in and still do a job. You'd think you know they could still, it's very you know, and it gives them a taste of men's football. You know they are above us, like we're talking about needing to sort of blood some of our youngsters or you know some of the players we've brought in. Right, Wayne. People have suggested they need to go out, maybe learn down a level. Well, ironically, it leads aiming to be back in the Premier League again. The Championship is sort of you know or, or, or the FA Cup against a potentially weakened lower half of the table side, which we are to them might be the perfect opportunity for them to blood some of those sort of players so yes there's going to be a rotation but just quite how far the rotation is going to go it could be either it could be we want to see you know we want to win this quite comfortably we'll send out a relatively strong side it could be the complete opposite and give us a good chance of 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 nicking something and that wouldn't surprise me that'd be quite interesting to see i always like seeing you know new prospects and stuff so yeah, you'll have to get a Leeds fan on to sort of dig out some of those names, those specifics, because you know I didn't bother sort of going and checking who's been storming it in the in the mm. under twenty ones Premier League or the whatever it is there mm. they youth set up plays in. But you know, I know it's disappointing. It's poor from me, isn't it? It's poor from me. But um, even yeah. even off the top of your head, right? You're thinking they've got like Carl Darlow on the bench. They've got Charlie Cresswell if if he hasn't already moved on, who was you know tearing it up for Millwall last season. They've got. Joe Gelhard, who's you know got goals in the Premier League, like that's just off the top of my head. They've got, I'm sure Patrick Bamford will most probably start, although he's starting to creep back into their first team now. But like Liam like Gelhard, Gelhard's just... a player who's barely featured, and he's someone who I thought would be absolutely brilliant for us. He'll be an absolute monstrous upgrade for us. So the fact that you can bring someone on like that who harasses the ball, who harangues players, is sort of like it, like you say, even if you're just talking about the you know the, the bottoms of the, the of the the, the bench fillers. Mm-hmm. You know they're still more than good enough to give us a game. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, Sam, talking of uh, monstrous upgrades um, for us. Ben Wayne notched in the previous fixture between the sides. Um, did you expect him to start? How many changes are you expecting us to make? With the caveat that we're obviously recording this straight after our post-Cardiff podcast and Ian Foster might chuck in somebody who's only signed late Friday night. Um, what I would say is we didn't make many changes to the Sutton game and that was a game where we kind of really could have. So it sort of suggested that the club are taking the FA Cup seriously. Yes, you could argue that was due to picking the team, whereas this is going to be Foster picking the team, but... We know that those two are very much aligned on strategy. Obviously, Dewsnip is not going to micromanage every little thing, but I think on, on stuff like, you know, strategy, maximising income for the club, that, that they're fairly aligned. So I think they, clearly, they, they back us to be able to burn the candle at both ends, if you like. They back us to be able to go on a bit of a cup run and still fight for survival. So I could be wrong. I, I could, um, you know, open up my phone at two o'clock and see that Callum Burton, Ben Wayne, Matt Butcher are, uh, you know, are all starting, but, I don't think that will be the case. I think it will be a pretty strong team. There might be one or two rotated out. Um, Plegafuelo might get a game. Callum Wright will probably get a game because Divine is cup-tied. Um, but yeah, Houghton and Randall will come in for Forshaw and JB who are cup-tied. So I think there are going to be, excuse me, <clears throat> I think there are going to be enough changes in force due to players being cup-tied or barred from playing in the case of JB that we're not going to make too many more changes than that which is already enforced, is my opinion on it. I think we'll, we'll make the three that we have to make, maybe one more, maybe at an absolute push two more, but but no more than that. I expect Whittaker to start. I expect Hardy to start, um, as long as neither of them have been sold by Friday. <laughs> I expect they'll both start. Um, and yeah, I expect it'll be Hazard in goal. Um, maybe Lewis Gibson coming back in is the only other one I could see if he's fit for a start. But yeah. It'll be a strong team, I think, and it'll be probably quite close to our first choice team in the circumstances, factoring in those who are not allowed to play. I'm actually really annoyed there because I thought for the first time ever I was going to be able to correct you properly when you said that JB was cup tied and then you came in and said he's barred from playing anyway. And I was just, yeah, yeah, I was, I was so close to, to doing it. Obviously, um, on that, actually, is there much point in? But if you're Callum Burton, what are you thinking if you're not picked again for another cup tie? Like, what's the point in him being here? Everyone has to have a third choice keeper. It's probably not a very fun role, but you know, you still get you know, he's still getting paid a lovely wedge to turn up the training every day and travel around the country and watch Argyle. So <laughs> I wouldn't mind having his job. Um, look, I'm being a bit sarcastic with that. He is a player who played regularly for us in a title-winning season. So I do, you know, despite that attempt at humour, I do feel a little sorry for him in that respect. But 
we're taking the cup seriously and Connor Hatch is a better keeper than him. So, I, you know, I don't think you can have any complaints in that respect. He, and he's also I, I, the second I, choice keeper, isn't he? You know, because Cooper's well, yeah, injured. Cooper's injured. Takes, yeah, yeah, sure. Takes, you know, only takes an injury. Was it the other week? You know, Hazard went down. We weren't sure how serious the, the injury was. And, and, you know, the Devonport started singing his name, you know, Super Callum Burr. Where's he going to go and sort of, is he going to go to another championship club? No. So, yes, he's riding the bench, but he's earning, like Sam says, earning a decent wage. He has the potential to come on and sort of play a run of games in the championship. And, yes, he, of course he wants to play. And these are the, the cup games are the ones where he might think, well, this is my, my most realistic chance. But it doesn't detract from the fact that he's still potentially, you know, one injury away from a good run in the team, to, you know, if it has a will to be out for quite a, quite a while. Yeah, obviously, Ben, um, another question that Sam's basically answered. Um, obviously, we've played Leeds already this season. Um, the first part of that is, is, do you expect many changes, differences from our last trip? Not not in personnel, but just in terms of style and play. Obviously, we, we do have a new head coach. I don't know if you've noticed. Um, obviously, watching watching Leeds on Sky a lot this season, because they seem to be on every week, I've I previously wondered why they moan so much, and then they seem to be on genu- genuinely on TV every week. I mean, their game against us has been moved, hasn't it? It's like a twelve thirty yeah. kickoff. That is absolutely ridiculous. But then again, can't help geography, I suppose. Um, not giving Sky an easy time. I'm I'm wondering a bit with this question. Um, obviously, watching them try and break down teams and, and, and that set up defensively. Um, they make it look incredibly hard. Do you see us potentially having more success there under Foster than Schumacher? Yeah, I definitely do. But I mean, you know, they they had a hat full of chances or half chances or, you know, should have done better with a lot. And then they were, you know, the fans were whistling for the for the final, you know, for the for the full-time whistle become the end. So, um, you know, they don't put teams away. Um, we've seen that numerous times this season. If they, you know, if they'd if they'd done that, if they'd been more clinical and if they'd been more ruthless, they'd they'd certainly be in, you know, clear in second spot or maybe even challenging for first spot. So you can assume that the same tendencies are going to be there, for, you know, in, in the cup game. That's they're not going to change who they are, and the manager's not going to change who he, who he who he is. Um, so yeah, definitely we've got a better chance with Foster. You know, you know, um. We've seen, I think, already the last couple of games that there's an organisation. I mean, just it's just wonderful not seeing clear passing lanes from the middle third of the pitch to the box. You know, just the last couple of games, simple things like that, sort of seeing curves of banks of of, of defensive um, setup and, and sort of cohesion amongst the, the the different parts of the pitch, sort of people moving in 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 teams. You know, that's just with two 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 games and obviously a few week few days. On the on the training ground, so yeah, I definitely feel like there's there's more of a chance. It feels almost a completely different scenario, but you know when when Derek Adams took um, took us to, to Liverpool and we you know we got that weird result. Um, it was a weird result. It was a great result, but like it, it, everyone moaned about the fact that we, or you know, Stephen McManaman moaned about the fact not everybody we loved it that we sort of just played the the role that we did and played a played a certain brand of football. I'm not suggesting we'll go there and be boring, but it's actually a great opportunity if you think about it for him to drill his side and what he wants. And if yes, there will be players who are cup tied or ineligible, but you know, for everyone else who plays like your fullbacks, etc., it's a wonderful opportunity to say, look, we are going to, you know, try and attack, but I really want you to use this as an exercise in, you know, getting minutes under your belt in this system, in this, in this, in these tactics um, and it can be, you know, it can be a really useful game um, to sort of do that in a competitive environment rather than on the the training pitch because you only really get that experience um, 
you know, in competitive games. So it could be a really, you know, useful, it could be one of those sort of backs to the wall, great cup, cup ties for us, you know, in, in sort of recent history. Yeah, last question for you then, Sam, before we do score predictions. Uh, nice, quick and easy one. What colour chinos are you going for? Are you going back with your beige ones? No, I, I'm going to be only wearing jeans. There's going to be no risk of chinos again. Um, Aaron, this isn't a question. Can I, can I make another point I would like to make about this game, if that's OK? I know no. we all want to get to bed, but it, it will be two minutes, maybe? No. Go on. I, I really think... OK. Um, I don't know if you remember after the Leeds podcast where I talked about, and I'm already picturing John Allstop listening to this giggling, the impact of para on the team, um, which is, if, if any of you don't really remember it, para is the cycling phenomenon whereby an athlete will just lose all energy, lose all mental power, and will just collapse. And I, I, a lot of people on our Twitter replies appreciated my slightly unusual speech about para. And Aaron, Aaron, for the benefit of those not watching on YouTube, Aaron is laughing now, even hearing me talk about it. Um, and I think it's important because, look, for all we can talk about how um, we left defensive holes open under Schumacher, let's not rewrite history too much. The Schumacher era was, was largely very good, fearless, enjoyable to watch. Uh, and in no game apart from one did I feel that we crumbled under the occasion and, and, and that aspect of para crept into our play. And that one game was Ellen Road. Now, granted, yes, Ian Foster was in much sunnier climbs at the time and, and probably wasn't watching that game. But many people, Neil Dusnip, Kevin Nanskerville, the leadership group would have been telling him about what happened in that game. And I think if he's watched it back, he will see that unlike any, even Leicester, I think, you know, when, when we conceded three goals in a short space of time, I, I feel that was just their quality being a bit too good for us, fused with a couple of individual errors. Only once in the entire Schumacher era, um, well, well, okay, mm, Wembley as well, but only, only once this season under Schumacher, have I seen our players just completely shrink under pressure? And that was Ellen Road. So I think Ian Foster will be will be telling them that. And I think Ian Foster will be saying to them, I think you've got a bit of a point to prove from the last time we went there. And, you know, do this a bit better. By all means, you know, enjoy it and soak in the, the, the feeling of playing in front of a big, big intimidating crowd. But don't, don't lose yourself in the moment. And I think it's very important, not that we do not once again suffer from para as we did in November. It's a good job Joe's not here to sort of tell you how much he thinks that Paraja is as big a bunch of of of, of Calpat as uh, XG and the Moonland. Although you are actually here to subtly correct my incorrect pronunciation of it, which I do appreciate you for. But uh... Uh, I don't even know if that's the correct pronunciation. I'm trying to trying to remember. I'm sure John will. John will remember next time John's on. He'll certainly bring it up and uh, correct you for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I'm not one to correct pronunciations, especially of foreign languages. Um, and Spanish is not my forte. I mean, I can barely speak English. Uh, let, let's finish up with a couple of score predictions then, or maybe a triple of score predictions if I if I get my um, my own in. Uh, let's start with you, Ben. Uh, go on. Scores on the doors. Oh, these ones are so hard. You don't know what sides are going to play, do you? Um, no, let's say Fozzie's Monster Greens are going to pull a cup set and nick it late on 2-1. We're going to win with the same scoreline as under Foster to get two wins so far. 3-1 to Argo. Yeah, I'm going to go for a rare clean sheet. The Callum Burton clean sheet. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that. That's not going to happen. I'm going to go 1-0 Argo because um, I have to and we have to be a bit partisan, don't we? 
um, a bit green tinted spectacles. But anyway, I think that's uh, the end of another preview episode of Green and White brought to you by Argyle Life. Make sure you subscribe to us on all of your, your major podcast platforms uh, and on YouTube. Click that little red button. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And um, I don't even know what the next game is after Leeds, but we'll be back to review Leeds and then the Swansea. Yeah, and then we'll Swansea. Well, yeah, brilliant. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. The win is coming. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.